Oh, I just totally got that. We're episode 21, <laughs> and we're the 21 Handshake Marketing Podcast. Ah. <laughs> Insert laugh. Gallery. No, just kidding. I'm Sarah, an account manager here at 21 Handshake. I am Alex. I'm in charge of visual content. And I'm actually another account manager here. Well, we're the day after a Monday holiday. Thank you, Labor Day. And thank you just for all the laborers out there. <laughs> and since the week already feels a little topsy-turvy, we thought we would also mix up this episode and let you get to know our podcast team a little better by playing a round of five questions to our regular podcast team members. So here's how this game of sorts will go. I'm going to ask Alex five questions, and then Alex will ask Ashley the same five questions, and then Ashley will ask me the same five questions, and we'll just all get to know each other a little better. Um, just will just be fun and um, just give you a better understanding, I think, of our role in digital marketing as well. If you want to play along, just tag at 21 Handshake on social media and answer one or all of these questions in your next social media post because we would love to also get to know you better. So let's dig in. All right, Alex, my first question to you is what social media app do you post on regularly and why? The one that I post on the most regularly is definitely Instagram. Favorite um, around here? <laughs> I mean, as the visual content guy, I think that's probably not a huge surprise there. <laughs> it is a standout in the world of visuals. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and I've been, I've been trying to up my game, I guess, there in the sense of quality. Okay. Um, I've been trying to spend more time. I mean, I was obviously spent a lot of time taking pictures and video for 21 Handshake. I've been trying to do more of that personally. Um, and so I've also, all the pictures that I've been taking recently, I've actually like taken on my camera, I edit them, and then I like airdrop them to myself and then post them like that. So I'm trying to like increase the quality in that way. And what um, kind of posts do you do? Are they like just like personal, your day-to-day -day type Yeah, of mine's, mine's more personal stuff. Um, probably more usually like event-based. Okay. Like, like some sort of event on the weekend or birthday, you know, stuff like that. Um, or, you know, you traveled to, I, I travel to Chicago uh, fairly often. Um, you know, you get like a nice picture of the skyline on Sunday mm. afternoon kind of yeah. a thing. Um, things and do that you are, try to post daily at a certain time or just kind of when the picture, quality picture strikes you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the latter of those two. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't like go out with the purpose of shooting for like trying to post something. Okay. Um, but if like I'll, I'll get something and I'm like, oh, I, I like that. I'll, maybe I can, you know, edit that a little bit and see if I can't turn it into something, <laughs> something nice to post. Very um, cool. And where can people find you if they want to check out those pictures? At underscore visuals, V-I-Z-U-A-L-S. Okay. It's kind of a play on my last name. Visualis. Love it. Visuals. <laughs> Very yeah. cool. Love that. So next question is, what is the last piece of content you read? So the last thing that I read that like really stuck with me um, was actually not a blog post. It was a Twitter thread. Mm. Um, so there's this guy I discovered recently-ish. Um, on Twitter, he's at Naval, N-A-V-A-L. His name is Naval Ravikant. Um, he's a Silicon Valley guy. Um, he's he he's like a VC, but he's like this super progressive thinking, um, 
like reads books on the daily, like almost like philosopher type almost. Okay. Um, and he posts just very like intellectual, like well thought out things on Twitter, essentially. And so what was the one that caught you? So the one that caught my eye and um, it's called How to Get Rich Without Getting Lucky. Um, and he goes, he has like this, he has like 25 tweets in a row probably of essentially, because he's, he's been very successful himself. He came from a family that moved from India, I believe, um, at a young age, was born and raised in the California, in somewhere in California, um, you know, like immigrant family, no money. Yeah. So he kind of like figured out how to do it all himself without mm-hmm. help from anyone else. Not, not help from anyone else, but this is kind of like his like tried and true method of how he did it and how did and what what does he do like besides being the think thought leader so he's well he's a venture capitalist okay um he's also he's a co-founder in um i think it's not not angel angel list or something like that angie's list. not angie's list oh, not angie's list. Um, angel list it's like a we'll put all this in the show notes yeah, all yeah, yeah, notes. yeah yeah it's a website that's like it's like angie's list uh-huh. but it's angel list and it's like for startup companies looking for um, employees essentially, so it's it's usually a lot of software-based people where and the world VCs. meets startup. Okay, is it? An- it is AngelList. Yeah, yeah, where yep. the world meets startups. So he was the co-founder of that. Ah, oh, very cool. Yeah. Always love an inspiring story because I think we do look at a lot of the world and see all these people and like ah, oh, they just ha- grew up with tons of money and that's how they did it. So it's right. really inspiring. Time. Right. Um, so he that's not like the only stuff that he talks about. He talks a lot about. Um, like cryptocurrency as well, um, and just sort of like philosoph- philosophical, <laughs> philosophical thoughts on a little bit of everything, okay. like how to live a happy life, like what has brought him happiness, um, the world of VCs and Silicon Valley, which I'm not a part of. I'm just like fascinated reading about all right. that stuff. Right. So definitely, if um, you are also fascinated by those topics, definitely someone to to go follow. Yes, absolutely. Very cool. So if you could only do one thing in your position every day, this is question number three, if you could only do it all day, every day in your current position, what would you do and why? I think probably trying to figure out how to get creative when we're shooting video and like actually being on site and shooting uh, video. There are like, there are places that, certain places that we travel to that for some reason are like more inspiring than others or like whether... It's like just the atmosphere that you're in, the people that you're working with. Um, sometimes it's just like as simple as like, oh wow, there's really good lighting here. Um, and you kind of get excited about it. And when you're more excited about it, you're a lot more likely, I think, to try and get creative with it. That's true. What are um, some of those exciting places then? So we recently shot um, at a restaurant here in town called Long Road Distillers. Oh yeah, that's um, a good video. We'll post that in those show notes. And I have it. to say, I was um, there. And like, you can just see like Alex's face light up when he was setting <laughs> up and he's just like, oh my God, this is gonna be such a good video. And he starts to like geek out a little bit. Oh, it's cool. really, it's that's really cool. contagious. It made and me want to go eat there. <laughs> It was really some fun. Of those was, drinks and yeah. stuff. So yeah, that, that was, was cool. like that situation is immediately where my head went when I read this question. <laughs> um, yeah. And so you're just like buzzing around trying to get like different <laughs> shots and having people like redo something that they just did because right. you want to like catch that on camera. Um, yeah. So cool, interesting videos, location, location. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very cool. Question number four. So complete this sentence. The biggest marketing mistake most companies make is? I think 
I think it's like poor ad strategies. Um, and I'm not saying this as somebody who works in a marketing company. I'm saying that this more from like the, the customer experience side. Okay. I feel like very frequently I'm just getting hit with ads that are not really relevant to me. Um, now, granted, I'm sure that there are ads that kind of like slip through the cracks and it's more of Facebook's fault yeah. that they might end up showing you an ad that's just not relevant. <laughs> Why to do I keep getting Fred Upton ads on my Instagram? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I think one of them, like just top of mind right now, is actually an Amazon ad. They, I get hit with Amazon ads on Instagram a lot. Um, and they're usually like the swipe type ads where they'll have like 10 different products okay. in an ad. And they aren't products that related to And you. I would say at least eight of the 10 have like, it's it's not even that they're not good, they're like not even close oh. kind of things. Um, Ouch, so better ad targeting. <laughs> yeah, so just, just I think getting a little bit, I don't know if it's more creative or just more niche with your ad targeting. Um, which surprises me. I feel like that's the kind of thing that Amazon would be kind of on top of. Right. They have um, all this data. Yeah. But that's, yeah. I think for us, I think it bothers us a little bit more because we know that you can be that targeted. Mm -hmm. We know that there's so much power behind it. And to right. see people yeah. not really utilize it, it's kind of like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> well, so. yeah. Maybe you're, yeah. I don't know if you're put into a bigger bucket yeah. where someone else who had liked maybe that one ad in that yeah. uh, carousel, mm -hmm. you know, also bought this other products and now they think, oh, well, you might like that right, too, right. even though that's totally wrong. I will say <laughs> one other thing um, that I just thought of, and it has to do with email marketing. I get annoyed when there's like a company that I really like, I like their stuff, like I, I, I enjoy getting their emails sometimes, but it's usually way too much and they mm. don't have an option for like, just send me one email a week. Mm -hmm. It's right. like yeah. four emails a day. Yeah. Have you done this yet? Have you done it? Yeah, Have you yeah. bought it? Like, mm -hmm. it, it seems like they're almost in a constant state of 30% off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's but, almost too much like, when something interesting is going to come. It's going to be the boy who cried wolf. You're not going to open it exactly. because of the past. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> I want to stay in communication with you, but like, let's take our foot off the pedal just a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, our last, our fifth question, what is your favorite non-work thing to do? Um, I'm usually doing something pretty active uh, outside of work, whether that's golfing, exercising, playing soccer. Um, obviously, I also like to spend time just like taking pictures and video like for my <laughs> own enjoyment, um, not necessarily with the purpose of like trying to accomplish anything, but just you know, if you're going to a family event, take a camera along and try and get some good candid pictures, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Again, if you want to play along with us, we would love to know your answers to these questions. Just tag us at 21 Handshake if you answer a question in one of your social media posts. But I think now Alex will ask Ashley all these questions. All right. You ready? I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What social media app do you post on regularly and why? So I feel like this is kind of a trick question because I don't actually post on many social media platforms oh! often. I know. <laughs> um, and I think that has, I think a lot of us can agree to this, especially who work in this industry, but when you are running social media accounts for multiple people or different clients or different pages, um, your personal like accounts go way on the back burner. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't post very often, um, but if I had to pick one, I would definitely say Instagram. 
Um, in fact, probably Insta stories way more than I ever post pictures. Um, I find that it's just easier and I still kind of get to be a little bit creative. Um, Less pressure yeah. too on the Insta stories. So you know, you don't have to post a picture yeah. perfect thing. <laughs> I think I like <laughs> that platform a little bit better. Um, kind of what you were saying, Alex, like I, there's this like sense of community and I think when I talk about community, it's more about influencers. It's just a topic that's really fascinated me for a long time, but also this level of creativity and like art to it, you know, like a lot of people take Instagram really seriously and like, I don't, it's so intriguing to me. So like, it's wild mm -hmm. that there are people who make money a lot of money yeah. because they're really good at posting things on Instagram. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just read an article about like some like more like pre-teens, like babysitting's out these days. Yeah, Why babysit for eight hours when I can make a quick 20 bucks, you right. know? And these girls are making like a thousand bucks every summer. I'm like, what? Yeah. It's wild. Um, but yeah, so that's my preferred uh, social media platform. Cool. All right. What is the last piece of content you read? So I not only read, but I think I helped edit this one. Um, but our agency owner recently, uh, last week, put out a uh, blog post um, on his own personal brand. And this topic just really resonated with me. Um, and I'll spare you all the details, but the premise really is just to stop complaining and about things that you can't control and, and just do something about it, work your way around it, or just kind of move on. Um, and I, it's something that I find, maybe is my like pet peeve, I guess. Um, I run into so many people, personally or professionally, um, all different ages, all different stages of their life, who spend more time complaining about things they can't change than trying to like resolve the issue or move past right. it or like accept it. Or just it. finding joy in what you do. Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> what happened to that? <laughs> um, yeah, so I think Isaac did a really good job of addressing that, especially in the, in the workplace and professionally. Um, we'll definitely post uh, a link, link in the that. show notes yeah, to that. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. If you could do one thing in your position all day, every day, what would you do and why? Okay, I think this is a hard one because I really do enjoy my job and I don't think I could do only one of them. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't an easy question. No. <laughs> Um, but I think if I had to, um, it would be more focused around the project management, um, the planning, the action items. Um, I think it just like really plays off my strengths and I just love seeing things accomplished. <laughs> so I think the whole process of like from the beginning stages to where it was just like a thought or an idea, um, all the way to the end where it's completed is like my favorite part about my job. So if I could do that. Like, I guess only, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Plug for Monday.com, our new project oh, yeah. management system, oh, which is we're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Complete this sentence. The biggest marketing mistake most companies make is. And I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but <laughs> I think we run into this so often, but not utilizing social media. I know that this kind of depends on who your target audience is or what age they are, but I think it's more common now when we have such a broader range of people on social media 
that there should be no excuse. Really? It's right. such a powerful tool, and I think that a, a lot of companies maybe don't realize that quite yet. And I fear that those who don't are going to be the ones that are left in the dust. The companies that have really embraced it and taken advantage of it and really grown on that platform and right. heard out their audience and, and talked directly to their customers right. are the ones who are doing the best job. Right. <laughs> I think unless, so that's an interesting, um, it's funny, my dad is a lawyer and I was talking mm -hmm. to him this weekend, you know, but he's older, he's an older guy. <laughs> and he's like, there's no reason for me to be on social media. All of my, you know, clients are from referrals. You know, mm -hmm. I get all referrals. I said, mm -hmm. but what if you were just starting out, dad? He's like, oh yeah, then I would definitely have to be in that game. Yeah. You know, if I was starting that's out. He's like, obviously true. I've had my practice for years and years and years yeah. and years. I won't say, because then you'll figure out how old I am. But, um. <laughs> He said, you know, mine is referrals. If I was starting out, I'd have to be on there. Mm -hmm. So there you go, you know? Yeah, like, if true. you're a business that maybe just isn't 100% referrals, mm -hmm. um, you need to be on, you and know? Even simply if you mm -hmm. just create the account and have your yes. business information on it, yes. like your address I need your to, phone number. I need to tell him to do that for whoever <laughs> he decides to take over. Right, right. <laughs> um, and one, one thing that I want to say to expand on that, though, is... Um, it's very easy to pick out a business that does social media just for the purpose of checking the box. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, I think it does have an effect on me um, in terms of how I interact with that brand or, mm -hmm. you know, buy from them. Right. I, you, I think you appreciate and get a connection a lot more with brands that use it for the purpose of actually trying to connect with right. consumers. Yeah. Definitely. And you may not want your lawyer anyways on social media because, you know, true. client, client, <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. All right. Uh, last question. Your favorite non-work thing to do? I'm going to get a little cheesy here, but I think just like overall my favorite thing to do outside of work is to create. So that can be for me, it's usually drawing um, or DIY projects. Or just like cooking food, um, something I haven't tried before. Um, taking pictures. It's very like broad and generic, but I think it's like encompasses what I do outside of work really well. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, you can take like total DIY stuff and make it awesome. <laughs> so you're like Goodwill, like oh, yeah. finding that stuff at Goodwill and then making it wonderful, which oh. is such a talent. I can't do yeah. that. Like I go to Goodwill and I'm like, I don't see anything. How do people find stuff here? Like what? Yeah. But you can. Thrifting you can is take a passion. Something. And I would yeah. probably consider that my superpower. Like being yes. able to go to the thrift store and like find all the like hidden gems. It's a talent, for yeah. sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you. All right, Sarah. All right. Your turn. What is your favorite social media app? Okay. Well, not to say what everybody else has already said, but <laughs> I do love Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, I agree with Ashley that sometimes some other platforms, I'm already on there for client stuff or something, and maybe mm -hmm. I just... Don't do it for myself because I'm already on there too much. But Instagram, I love the stories part of it. I love that casual feel of getting to know people. Um, plus, I do love, um, and this maybe will be make more sense when we talk about my non-work mm -hmm. thing, but um, I follow a bunch of food bloggers, and they always are posting incredible-looking food. And, you know, Inspiring. I just like to study their pictures and see mm -hmm. how did they – 
you know, how did they create the scene and how did they take the picture and what is the food and yeah. So anyways, yeah. Instagram, um, Instagram and Instagram stories are something I do post on regularly mm -hmm. and um, that I love doing. I'm honestly not surprised that it's all of our favorite. I, like, I think just as being creatives in general or working in a creative industry, like, it's no shock to me. Right. <laughs> and you have to post a picture. I feel like on some other platforms, like, mm. just stupid stuff gets posted. Opinions, mm. very opinionated. And I'm just like, I don't even want to get into that. Or I didn't even want to know yeah. that about your life. Or why are you sharing that? You know? yeah, so no, I would like, agree that generally Instagram is a more positive Yes, yeah, like you aren't posting bad picture stuff on there. I mean, yeah. if you are, you're banned. So, <laughs> anyway. Very true. All right, well, what's the last piece of content that you read? This was actually an email, probably one of like an email that I do read regularly from um, something I have signed up for. I know I've talked about this guy before, Chris Brogan. I really admire him. He's an influencer in the marketing space. Um, it was entitled Kamikaze, the email, which already you're kind of like, okay, is he talking about a drink? Is he talking about Japan? I don't know. Um, and the preview text said Konnichiwa, which just made me laugh. So I was like, this is something I had to read. Um, the email was all about actually Eminem, Marshall Mathers' new mm -hmm. album, which incidentally I had just saw, and I think I had saw it the day it released, and I didn't even know. I was just like flipping through Spotify, and I was like, whoa, is this a new album from Eminem? Yeah. And my husband are like, feeling back to like circa, <laughs> you know, 2000, you know, and we're like, let's listen. And um, so anyways, I read, read over this email and he had a lot of great points, um, drawing from some conclusions about Eminem's new album mm -hmm. and then some takeaways from the new album. Um, just a couple fun ones I thought was fun. Use your platform for your lovers. I guess um, Eminem's last album. Obviously, I've not followed Eminem that closely, so I didn't realize he had a last album, but I guess it went like was very like people didn't like it yeah. and critics didn't like it. And but hey, he still got out there, and I guess he this new album he published, he just put it out there without doing any marketing, without yeah. doing anything. He just released it mm -hmm. and I will say it goes back to um, he sounds a lot like the old Eminem in it mm -hmm. which was another point that the email brought up like hey you know what like um, just don't play a role anymore Eminem because yeah. I guess he does talk about trashing women mm. and you know maybe goes a little bit un it's a little dark. Yeah, a little dark. And <laughs> yeah. this that used to be him back in the day, but he has came out and said, I guess he's okay with, you know, mm -hmm. like you shouldn't beat women and I'm okay yeah. with the gay community. But yet he's bashing them in this album again. So mm. it was kind of like, hey Eminem, we all know that you're cool with this. But anyways, still he is a lyrical genius. Mm -hmm. The lyrics just flow and he is a great rapper. So kudos to him. I've always admired yeah. him that he is one white dude that has <laughs> made it in the rapping scene. So anyways, yeah. if you haven't My. signed up for Chris Brogan's emails, <laughs> do because they're always very thought provoking. <laughs> oh yeah. No, my boyfriend, um, Eminem's album release was a highlight to his weekend. Ah. So I heard all about it. Um, yeah. I thought it was fascinating that no one saw it coming. Like yeah. usually when, I, I might be wrong, again, I don't follow this very closely, but when a lot of artists like drop music, usually like 
even when they try and keep it a secret, it's like not all, it's like yeah. people know, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, he did a really good job on that, and I think people agree that the album is actually really good. Yeah. Like, he has some very interesting points in that article. Yeah, yeah, so it was interesting. But go listen to it on Spotify. We'd be interested in your own opinion on <laughs> Eminem's new Kamikaze one. Yeah, let And us know. if it just makes you think circa you know 2000 when he was pop. I, all I could think of when I thought li- literally was that song he had back in the day two trailer park girls go around the outside around the outside I was like this sounds Flashback. like the old Eminem I was like he's like talking trash anyway <laughs> oh funny oh goodness okay well next question if you could only do one thing in your position every day all day what would you do and why Again, sounds like a broken choir here. Like, uh, I'm going to echo. I Wow, this was hard to answer. Um, two things immediately popped into my mind, and I just decided to run with one of them. I love doing social media strategy and ads, um, finding the right image that's going to resonate, the right audience, how they're responding to it. Are they liking it? Are they making comments on it? Um, even when they make silly comments, it really kind of makes me do a little inner dance of, yes, I got them riled up to make a comment enough about this. Um, so I do, uh, I do love doing strategy and doing ads on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn and exploring the new platforms and learning from others in the space who are also um, running ads, learning from them on what's working and Mm-hmm. Um, changes that they're seeing and tweaking and checking on them, all yeah. that stuff. So. I think out of all of us, too, you're probably like the one who does a lot of research and finding out what other people <laughs> are doing and how could we use this on our clients or a 21 handshake. And so I think that plays in like really well. Yeah. I think, I think everybody on our team can can uh, echo me on this. <laughs> Almost every morning in Slack, there's a new article that Sarah has posted that's something that she found. <laughs> In the last 24 hours of like, oh, check out, like, look at this change that's happening. Or like, Which I appreciate. Like, oh, very, oh, I enjoy it too. But, um, yeah. It's like our There own, always changes something on those platforms. Yeah. Man. It's like our own curated, um, like, marketing update. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's what went down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Complete this sentence. The biggest marketing mistake that most companies make is? I think it's just getting stuck in the boardroom and not just doing. I think sometimes you can get stuck in talking, 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 and sometimes you just need to go do it and learn from it. And I understand sometimes that's not gonna maybe work for a really big company, but at the same time it might. Sometimes you just gotta get over that fear and just just do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, that strategy has worked well many times in my own life where I've been like, ah, this just needs to be perfect and keep tweaking it and do Mm -hmm. I have this right? And then a few times I think I've actually just hit publish and then I'm like, oh, it's live, oops. But then it's like, oh, well wait, why was I so worried about it? Yeah, Like, it's fine, I'm just gonna go back and tweak it now, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so just just start doing, start doing. (laughs) Yeah, I can totally agree, like, we've, seen or like heard or like people who just want to like meeting after meeting and yeah. want to like refine it and make sure that everything is all played out and like you can plan probably like 80% of it but that at some point you just need to do it and yeah. know that there are going to be things that are going to change or need tweaking or need yeah. perfecting 
Um, but just do it. Just do it. Because <laughs> if you aren't putting it out there, you don't know how people are responding and how you're going to tweak it to, right. to meet that need or thoughts um, or engagement or awareness. So We've run into that product, or into that product, into that situation several times um, with clients I can think of working on a specific video project where it literally took us an entire year, and that's not an exaggeration, Yeah. Um, yes. to finish a project for them. And it was not not on our own fault of not moving the project forward. It was just that it got it got so micro-dissected on every single little thing that, that, that was going on in the video that in the end, like it didn't change that much, but you essentially lost a year of that time that it could have been live and giving information out to your Mm-hmm. Yeah, giving you back information on what really people want to exactly. see. Exactly. So not only giving your company's information out to your potential customers, exactly. but getting feedback from those people on that piece of content. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. true. Just start doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah, and what is your favorite non-work thing to do? <laughs> well, I think I mentioned this a little bit back when I talked about Instagram, how much um, I do love Instagram, but shameless plug for my own personal love of cooking definitely that's a love language of mine you come to my house I'm gonna feed you um, when you're there um, I run an own personal kind of food blog or I do run that it's called at bad to the bowl and so I love when I can just spend all day in the kitchen um, creating new stuff or making new food items recipes or testing recipes um, yeah just Something I've always actually loved to do, mm-hmm. even since I was a kid. So yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite uh, non-work thing to do. Yeah. It's <laughs> fun to read your blog, too. You get so creative. Oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> well, now the ball is in your court, listeners. We would love to get to know you and how you would answer any of these questions or just, hey, anything you want to tell us. <laughs> so connect with us on social media at 21 Handshake and let us know. If you love this episode, we would love it if you took time to rate us five stars on iTunes and shared it with friend. Until next time.